Are you an educator who works with vulnerable children? Are you frustrated with trying to meet the needs of vulnerable children in an inflexible, target-driven system? Would you like to know how you can better help support these vulnerable children in your school or organization? Well, look no further. Welcome to this special podcast series from Braveheart Education. Now, please welcome your host and the author of The Teacher's Introduction to Attachment, Nicola Marshall. Welcome to the 12th in our special podcast series on the teacher's introduction to attachments. And today we're going to look a little bit at empathy. Um, And this is something we've talked about in previous podcasts uh, just briefly about um, that empathy starts to develop very early in life, in uh, early stages of development, through mirroring, through um, the relationship and the interaction that we have with people around us. And when children don't have that kind of relationship, Um, those parts of the brain, the synapses in the brain don't connect up and they find it very difficult to understand how other people feel and to really experience what other people feel. I think of um, an example in our own life when we first had our children. We have three children who were adopted, a sibling group, and um, when they first came, one of them, I remember, broke his arm on the trampoline. And... um, straight away one of the others was hysterical as if it had happened to them Um, but the other one the younger one um, just very calmly there was lots of chaos going on around him very calmly he came into the kitchen and said oh what's for dinner and I thought that's that's incredible isn't it that you can be so unaware of what's happening around you but what are what are some of the other symptoms of a child who struggles with empathy and if you think about in the uh, classroom environment particularly. Indiscriminate affection, we've talked a little bit about that so far in in other podcasts about attachment in general, that thing that they do going up and running and hugging people and uh, kissing people when they've just met them. Uh, Lack of eye contact um, is is a a sign of, of not really being able to connect to others. Um, weak cause and effect thinking so understanding that what you do has an impact and what the um, what the consequences of, of, of what you do cruelty to others and to animals that that can be a sign destructiveness as well an unhealthy interest in violence and death for many of um, the children who've experienced extreme trauma in their early years they do have an obsession tend to have an obsession with things so it might be fighting it might be aggression it might be violence uh, things like that unhealthy peer relationships that's a sign as well and a poorly developed conscience so this is one that I find really difficult is not being able to understand um, what impact they have on other people uh, and this is linked very much to the shame as well that we've talked about uh, a little bit already that very often they because they're stuck in shame they don't move into guilt and to understand what they've done to other people um, and with that comes the um, feeling of, of not being able to take responsibility for what you've done um, it's always about somebody else's fault basically and and part of that I think is it's too hard to to take it on yourself and to accept it because of the feeling that they feel at the core of their being but also that they don't really understand the impact that they might have on someone else so what are some of the things that we might be able to do to help children in our um, educational environments who struggle with empathy and you might be thinking at this point as well that this looks very similar to autism this is quite an autistic trait 
But as we've said, uh, I think I've said earlier in, in one of the other podcasts, um, it's about looking at what's underneath it and, and look at their history. Um, if they have had trauma in their history, then it's very likely that it's more likely to be attachment than autism. But of course, lots of children, it's not that easy. Um, it can be quite complex. Children do have lots of different uh, conditions as well. So one of the things that you can do is to model empathy yourself. So as we said uh, earlier that the, the mirroring that happens in early childhood, if children haven't experienced that, then they need to get that all the more in later life. So we need to be showing empathy as much as we possibly can. Uh, and this is quite frustrating, actually, because it feels like you're showing doing this all the time and it's not having much of an impact. And the, one of the reasons for that is that if you think back to when we talked about brain development, is that many times they're not in the right space in their brain to accept the things that we're trying to, to show them. So you may feel like, you know, I've shown this child empathy every day for a year and it doesn't seem to have had an impact. That may not be the case. It may just be that um, they're not in the right place to receive it. So we have to do it again and again. It takes a long time with, with some children to, to, to get to a point where they can move into a, a, a little bit of empathy. Uh, one of the other techniques that we can use or, or tools that we can use is pace, as we've talked about before. The playfulness, the acceptance, the curiosity, the empathy, that all helps to to, um, to increase a child's understanding of empathy. Um, one of the other things that is difficult to do, I think, sometimes as well, is that they uh, very often can't feel their own feelings. So if we think about pain, for example, um, they might find it really hard to connect with pain. And sometimes to help them to do that, we have to exaggerate the feeling. Whereas what you might do normally with a child is if they fall over, for example, and they've got blood running down their leg, what we would normally do is we would say, oh, no, it's okay, don't worry, it's all right. You know, it'll be okay. There's nothing nothing much there you know it'll be fine but with children who find it hard to feel and to connect to their pain we need to try and exaggerate that um, so there was a, an example of this with my daughter a few weeks ago who did exactly that came to me at uh, a friend's house and she'd got blood running down her leg and she just sat on the bench next to me and said well I've hurt my leg and uh, and I said, oh, that's terrible. Look at that. That must be really, really painful. That must really hurt. Um, and it's, it feels weird. It's counterintuitive because you want to say, oh, no, no, it's fine. But actually, they need to be able to access um, that pain because if it is painful, then they need to know that and they need to feel it. So we need to help them um, to access that. Of course, once they do, then, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit hard to get them to stop. But they do need to be able to access the pain. Uh, the other way as well to help them understand empathy and, and to feel empathy is to use a lot of the um, situations or the programs that that you come into school or that you come across that help children to understand what it's like for other people so raising money for for you know african villages if you're twinned with a school uh, in another country um you know and all, all the kind of things you might do with that i know our primary school at the moment uh, have done lots of things to try and raise money for 
uh, for another country. So that that's really good. If somebody is ill, then you know make a, a, a get well card together with a child. Talk about oh so and so is not feeling well. You know maybe we'll take them some flowers. If somebody falls over in the playground, uh, oh so and so has fallen over. You know that must really hurt. Let's see if we can help them. So it's all about getting them to understand what it might feel like for someone else for another child. Um, so hopefully that's helped you just to start to think a little bit about empathy. It's a big subject, but hopefully it will uh, inspire you to learn more. And I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Part of a special series introducing the teacher's introduction to attachment. To order your copy of this book, go to www.teachersintro.com.